What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two-Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast. And today, we have a 90s veteran in the building today. Listen, this man had one of the hottest songs in the 90s on the Pepperseed Rhythm Call, Wifey. Listen, he's still putting out songs right now. He has a crazy history, and he's about to tell it to us right now. You know we have in the building today? We have Dugsy Ranks in the building today. What's going on, Big Boss? Easy. When we step out and we bat to the bone. <laughs> Good afternoon, world. Good afternoon to the whole entire world, the whole globe. You know what I mean? I say? Good afternoon. More life and respect. Big up, this is Dukes Ranks in the house all the way from Jamaica. Right now, me there are links to this. You links, big. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ranks, big up yourself, big boss. Thank you for joining us on the Entertainment Report podcast today. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me, you know? Yeah, man, definitely, definitely. I know somebody like you. It's almost like you're you're, you're very myster- mysterious, and we're gonna find out who the man behind the mystery is today. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> well, Dogs and is, you know, they, 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 is you can say is is a brand. Is mm-hmm. is a person a person behind the brand, and yes, there is a movement behind the brand because. Mm-hmm. When 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 you start learning about the business aspect of the music, and you know, say whatever your creativity is, it it is a brand in the marketplace in the world. You know that is how you become. You know what I say? But it all started. It all started when when we are kids mm-hmm. on the corner. You know, we grew up in our place near Waterford in Portmore. You know, it started from that. You know, when you know we, we go in school. You know, me and my friends, them on the ends, you know, that's where it all started. You know, my first band was my friends. You know, one of my friends would do the bass. <laughs> and then, you know, me and I would say, mix me some bass, man. <laughs> and then, you know, my next friend would have the piece of iron up and ching, 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 ching. And, you know, my, and then my next friend, everybody would find a little piece of something to turn into an instrument to make organized noise because me and the man would have flipped the lyrics on it. Yeah. You know, so that, that all, all sense, yeah? start off. definitely <laughs> makes sense. And okay, so then you say you grew up in Waterford, uh, but what actually attracted you to music in the first place? What was the first thing you remember hearing or seeing or liking? Well, the elders before me, you know, my dad was a man like this, you know, RIP. He's, he, he's a man every week that man bring 45 records to our home. If it was a 45 record, it would be LP. Mm-hmm. You know, so I guess that's where the gene started. But the elders before us were DJ. Mm-hmm. After we start grow up in our community and get a chance to go see them rock the mic, you know, that makes us want to do it more because we was doing it just as fun. Mm-hmm. So it's more fun. You know, we wanted to be like Nicodemus them. You know that way there, ranking Joe them. You know them style there? Mm-hmm. Louis Lepty. You know? <laughs> we wanted to be like them because Portmore, especially Waterford, mm-hmm. was a place where big sounds came through. From the Kilimanjaro to the ESCs to the, the, the Sterograph to the, you know, so we we get to see a, to see a lot of all of them original icon mm-hmm. from early out in our career so those things 
influence us to do what we are doing more because we we, we became loving it more. It definitely you know? definitely yeah. makes sense. And you said you formed your band with your younger friends. What were you guys? Were you guys actually? So you didn't start DJing on sound system. You actually started to DJ as on a band. That's how you. Yeah, started. man, pan the corner, knocking the pan, knocking the pan, using our mouth as beatbox. Mm-hmm. That's how we started. You know because. We, we 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 couldn't go to the to the to the dances at that time. We were too young. Mm-hmm. So on a Friday we came from school. That was our time after school, and that's where we started from, and from those Fridays, you know. So we had to make our own nights, and that that went on for 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 a while until my, my our bigger brethren they call him Beris. He's still living now today. He made us our first little sound on the corner. We walk the road and pick up old telephone to make microphone and earphone, you know, and all these things. We build stuff from scratch. When we say just like our first bicycle or our first toy, we build it from scratch. Our first skate, we build it from scratch. You know, we were that type of creative people, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, every aspect of our life, creativity was there. I so the music you. take over, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> so, what yeah, man, when I build the first sound... You see, when they build our first sound, mm-hmm. and we could play cassette mm-hmm. and play rhythm on it, and we learn how to do that, and we would play the cassette and chant the mic. Oh my gosh, that was a different level now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the name of your little sound back then? Yeah, we didn't have no name. We just know say it's a waterfall on a little corner they call Boston. Mm-hmm. A Boston little sound that. And every Friday night till it spill over into Saturday night because mm-hmm. people came out in the evening, sit on the veranda, sit on the sidewalk and start watching us, you know. And the elder people would encourage us and say, yo, on the sound good, you know. On the keep on doing that, do man, I stay out of trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, so in every way, in every aspect in our life, music played that vital part, even in keeping us focused. You know what I'm saying? As a youth, not to get in any trouble and all these things because... We 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 walk my ways to the calling of the music and say ah, we are step with the music, you know. Mm-hmm. And what year is this we're talking about here, where you started to really like them, the music? Them year was like eighty one, eighty two. You know, just 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 as I was in like sixth grade, all of that went until the seventh grade, eighth grade. You know, high school. You know, but it started out in primary school. When we went to high school, it was flipping the desk, knocking the desk, buck up on a, a set of youth with our kind of vibration in school to we all cling together. So while they were knocking the desk, I was there flipping lyrics the same way. You know? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, the traveling is like a magnet, you know? Mm-hmm. The same energy pulled to the same energy. So everywhere we go, even up till today, is the same energy. We turn anywhere in our music. You know? <laughs> you understand a hundred percent. All right. So did you start DJing on a bigger sound system after you graduated from your smaller sound system? You went to studio. Right. What was when, your next move? Before I graduated from Kingston College, we used to DJ on a song called Love Child Song. No, before Love Child, it was King Larry. Mm-hmm. That is when we really get a time on Friday we could leave and venture out further. You know, big boy now. Mama know we're not giving any trouble, so you know. People on the road could vouch for us and say, Yes, mommy, I'm not giving no trouble, man. I'm going to DJ down at the sound down there. So, so me kind of get free. Mm-hmm. So, we used to go down King Larry. 
until a sound take over the place named Love Child with Professor Nuts, big head lecturer who was my friend at the time. You know, a singer named One Away, a next mm -hmm. DJ named Junior Blacks, you know, and a next singer named Singer Blacks. You know, I do the ranks as a little kid there. Mm -hmm. You know, when they would swing microphone and me see and we and we we rip up the place. So we start. That was the first sound system where. We start go around the place with other than community stage show. Cause we used to do a lot of community stage show. Five dollar take him, five cent take him down, ten cent put him up. Mm -hmm. You know, we used to go to our friends' shows them all over the place. We used to keep our own. G first from Stone Love. We grew up in the same community. Back in the days, him and his kind of doing the same thing. So whenever we join up together from them long time, stage mm -hmm. show was on. You know, me I said then we have bridging like Beaker Bailey, mm -hmm. Ghost and Culture. Wickerman and Captain Barkey, Queen Paula and Lady Mackerel, who became Macadam now. You know what I say? <laughs> A lot of vibes, Bridget. You know, and then time in and time out, bigger artists would pass through. You know, Little John, you know, all the 80s top artists, them, and we would be the community artists who would hold the mic and warm up the dance. And our community will see to that. So we, yeah, we represent, you know, so other people could see us getting a chance, you know? Big, big, big there. Okay, so then you're saying you were on a song named Love Child with lecturer, um, Professor Nuts and all that. What year What year did you get to that song there? That song was about 86, 87. Mm -hmm. 1986, 87. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Love Child. Mm -hmm. And this was from out of Waterford. Yeah, man, Love Child was based in Independent City, but but it was close to Waterford. Because on the racetrack that separate Waterford community from Independent City. And we've been roaming Waterford and all the surroundings community from we on foot, till we on skate, till we on bicycle, till we go buy a bike. All them things are music, make, we, make it happen, you know? All right. And how did you even get your name, Dugsy Ranks, at that time there? Yeah, I tell us, every interview... This is the question I cannot answer. I just have to leave it here. My grandmother, right? That was my mother's mom, gave me that name. Mm -hmm. R.I.P. Miss Violet Cowan. I never get a chance to stop and ask her. Why she give me that name there? Mm -hmm. Doug ranks, But, yo, it sounds so powerful. Because, you know, all right, check this. Mm -hmm. From ever since till now, my real bridging name in my life, the year and pass. Mm-hmm. They don't call me Dugsy straight. They call me Dugo. Yo, Dugo! <laughs> Male and female. What are going Dugo? So I just love it. This, <laughs> this, uh, imagine them call me Dugo. Mm -hmm. my, my grandmother said my name Dugsy. I'm from Dugsy to DJ. You know, the militancy, the everything, the era, the ranks. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I saw the thing said that that's Dugsy ranks and it farm out. But I never get a chance to ask Miss Violet Cowan why she give me that name. But I thank her for it, you know? For sure, a worldwide name, you know what I mean? It's a name that's just stamped everywhere from in that 90s there. And it good when the ancestors them can name you, you know, because they always give powerful names, you know. You understand. Even if you don't understand what this name is, they All gave right. it to you because they understand what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Up till today, I'm in a 100% mm -hmm. fully understand why. But trust me, I got hard because I know she gave me a powerful name, you know? For sure. All right, yes. you're doing your stuff. You have your name, Dugsy Ranks, and everything. When did you connect with um, Biko Bailey? When when did that happen in your career? 
Alright, okay, we, we grew up in the community. Same community there, Waterford. A lot of artists from Tinga Stewart. Name them. Mm-hmm. Tons of artists. Sanchez was there, Red Dragon, all kind of artists. So, as I said, we see a lot of icons. Delroy Wilson was one of our biggest influence. He, he lived just around the road from us. You know, BKB lived right there. So, uh, me going to Kingston College, BKB going to Holy Trinity, his school across the road. All of us used to meet up in town and come over to Portmore. Mm-hmm. You know what I say? And that same thing on the corner led to farming the duo. Because Beaky Bailey was the joker. You know what I say? I was a lyricist. So whenever I write the songs, I will give him the comedian part. And then now the joke will be on me. So I will be defensive and he will be making comedy out of me. And that hit the crowd because remember, you know, Professor Nuss was our teacher. You know? Mm-hmm. So we came with this comedy performance. And it's, it's it, from one stage show to the next stage show, it just started happening till it became just like wildfire. They have a thing back in the days at school time, they call it FET. Mm-hmm. Barbecue and FET. Yeah, them things start back in the days at school. We were booked on every barbecue, every FET after a time by just doing the act, Doug's Ranks and Beaky Bailey. Mm-hmm. You know what I saying? And the industry needed that, you know, because people need a laugh, people need a joke. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, sure. people always need that laugh and that fun, you know, coming by, you know, Jaya, the best antidote, you know, one of the best antidote, you know. You know, you, you can't give it up. You get you know, it. My journey was a nice journey, man. Yeah. Nice and, journey. And that's what we're, we're about to figure out right here throughout this uh, conversation here. So you guys now, you form the link with Dugzi Ranks, Biko Bailey. You guys are doing your things now. When do you guys actually go into a studio to record, or do you guys record, or you guys are more or less stage show artists at this time? We 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 met up with one of our bigger friends. They call him Greek Greek Production. One mm-hmm. of my good friends. Love the music. He started out keeping stage show and tell himself, yo, the influence of us being around him and and other few artists. Led him to put out his label, Greek Production. That's Paul, Paul Patterson. Mm-hmm. He was our first manager. Mm-hmm. Very, very first manager. You know, we, we did, he started Portland Splash and some other stage show in, 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 in Portland. Mm-hmm. You know, so he was the first one took us to the studio to record. I think that song, we went to um, Sonic Sound. You know, and the song was, you know, here, you know, here where the old man said, I don't know if you tie no donkey dung there. And you know, here, you know, you know. <laughs> we came out with our thing, you know, from them time, you know, while well, it could come the thing, we tried to put it on the record, you know, that was a new thing, breaking ground. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was our very, very first time. Then, you know, by going on the road, we and Ghost and Culture, we start linking up and parring, you know, meeting up with Beanie Man, them Aquaman, Little Kirk, and everything start get gone global now we just start more experience we start learning more visiting more studios you know that is how we start link up with with arrows i will start link up with the arrows dub plate studio now with turf fabulous the man litter and the whole away you know and doing dub plates because most of the rural sound system were coming there and outer jammies and scarpio the three main places for dub plates you know because there was a lot of clash sound clash going on in rural Jamaica, not in town. Most juggling dancers in town. But the sound battle, the sound clashes, they start in rural rural area. So we start doing did, a lot of dub plates. Did you guys have a specific 
dub plate song that you guys everybody wanted or you guys just did a, a lot of different songs we have a lot of different songs because back in that time you had you had to have lyrics your mm -hmm. african dj because when a man come and say did your artist say say yeah man and he say let me hear two something you know me i say you just dj two song clash song and you dj four and him say yo i want number one number three and number four and you animal go on the corner and negotiate how much you gonna pay for these three songs so when you do it now, at that time it was going live on the plate. They couldn't make no mistakes, so we had to practice. We couldn't come to studio and do already, and do it like how we see the young cats doing it now. Stop and go, stop and go. No, it was it was made live on the plate. You know what I mean? I say. So them time when a man say you ready, intro, easy. You know we arrive on a special. You know this is dogs around, so you know it's a dub plate style. And you don't know you know the reporting and sort of things setting up. Read him up. <laughs> dub plate rock. And it was right there, you know me I say? Now the war starts, sound boy just sniffing your talk. Nobody tell me about the sound you kill, hold them up and spill. Me not laugh. Yeah. Like that this night on the pips them jump up, go on wicked the way you did when me a kill sound boy for rapid. With big dog plate, stop acting stupid, cause I'm the only one who make the one pop bus strap it. Now we can only see me a, a wow, God, wild man. So they love that raw energy captured on the plate. So that I saw dub plate, dub plate, and them get crazy, you know. Mm -hmm. Up till now, we're still doing dub plate because you can see now a student there in a dub plate. For sure. Okay, so when you got so, to Arrows, who did you see? What kind of Arrows? What kind of artists did you meet at Arrows? Who was there already as doing dub plates and stuff like at that time there? Uh, we we're mostly when we were at Arrows, we mostly see. My era, the early 90s era, start, uh, artists start emerging. Mm -hmm. You know what I say? Terra Fabulous, Daddy Screw, you know, Ninja Kid, Goose, Rowned, you know, um, General B, you know, and then the mainstream was farming their crew on there, and from Arizona, I end up at Penthouse. By just going up there with daddy school, them and a, a lot of them, and you know me, I said the engineers, them and all these things, end up a penthouse too. So we get access to penthouse, you know, because we was whipping up every stage show. Now, Mark here, you know, Dukes Ranks and Beaky Beard is a different act. We did every major stage show in Jamaica once or twice and okay. being paid before we got a, a one record on the road. So we, we had a significant duo and was rated at highly in the top whatever in jamaica at the time mm -hmm. you know so it's just we get the recording kicking off you know we love all aspects of the music we just love dj so we end up at penthouse mm -hmm. fabulous round dave kelly you know and all that i know penthouse things there so we ended up on the pepper seed rhythm because that was dave kelly thing Okay, before you even get there, hold on, because that's an iconic moment in your career there. So before you even get there, when you got to Penthouse now, were you actually looking to record for Penthouse or you were just hanging out and seeing what happened over at Penthouse? We, we, we was just doing doing what to do, all of the students them. We just got their bill of vibes, all of the youth them who know us. What you know, somebody said, yo, how the lyrics are sound? You know, we were the man like, Oh, if you tell you all your lyrics sound, because, you know, we, we, we would tell you straight, say, yo, this I want to fix up, and this I want to fix up, so this a kind of half key, and you know what I say? We were that type of person, you know, and we came through the early every morning, and we were from Portmore, so for coming to Kingston, we're early, you know, so most of the artists from town come and see us, when they come through the gate, we're there already, warm up, and a DJ, 
You know, so Louis culture, my brother that from long time. Mm-hmm. So you guys are at Penthouse doing your stuff and all this. How did you actually meet Dave Kelly? Because I know at Penthouse, Dave Kelly was like a apprentice engineer. He was just getting his stuff ready then. How did you actually meet Dave Kelly at this time here? Well, you see, Penthouse produced champions, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, Dave Kelly, are one of them champions, you know. So, Terra Fabulous. After Stumpy, bring Fat Terra Fabulous to Penthouse. That's how Dave Kelly saw Fabulous. Mm-hmm. And when we start power with Fabulous and go up a Penthouse, that's how I met Dave Kelly. Mm-hmm. But I never met Dave Kelly like an introduction, like say, yo, this is Doug's Ranks and this is Dave Kelly. Because I was just busy in the yard DJ. So when, when Fabulous come check me the day and say, yo, never read him for pickup, you know. And he said, okay, me and him roll. So when he went to pick up the rhythm, the rhythm was a pepper seed rhythm and he was playing it in the car. And I was like, yo, Fabulous. I have a bad song for that rhythm, yeah. And I said, so where is DJ? I'm going to start this sing it. Because my songs, was, that wifey song was written like three years before it was recorded, you know. Because as I say, back in the days, you have to have a lot of song. Mm-hmm. I already start exercise some of the songs in my head while the rhythm was playing. And when I start singing wifey on it in my mind, that was a song that stick. So I start singing fabulous here. And Fabulous was like, yo, I want to do body song that, yo, anytime me I go back, that can you go vice it. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, DJ, I'm ready for vice it, man. So it was about about, about two weeks runoff. You know, I'm always on my, on my roof in a waterfall. So I was on my roof with my, you know, cassette thing over me and listening some, you know. And my mother come tell me, say, yo, when I, your DJ friend come check you, when me look out Fabulous. So I just go downstairs, draw, draw my clocks and come out. Mm-hmm. Studio, we got penthouse. And he was telling Dave, say, Yo, Dave, I bring the man for come find him, son. Mm-hmm. Dave was hesitant. You know, Dave was like, You know, because he, he have so much work doing. You know, I was assigned to penthouse. So, mm-hmm. you know, me, I said, He might think we'll have to stop him thing now. Figure him can't bother. So, Fabulous insisted mm-hmm. that this man have one of the bodies song. And Dave, you have to vice this man mm-hmm. right now. And they was like, one track me have left, you know. And the man said, one track the man I need. Me hear him sing already. And he said, you ready? And I said, yeah, man, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. So I went to, into, into the voicing room. And you know how we are ready, as I say, the dub plate, that is what builds us up as an artist to be ready whenever them say ready. Mm-hmm. Because being at all them places doing dub plate and can't make any mistake, it's the same way the song was, was voiced. In penthouse from Dave put on the rhythm and I said, Why fiat again? Me at least you should have a problem. I never stop until the rhythm finish. So hold on. That was a one take that you recorded that song in? One kick. One kick. One kick. Cause I said that was a song that was written three years ago. Imagine how much time me, 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 me sing that song in a practice run on my yard for my old stop. To myself in the gully on the bus <laughs> i sing that song so much time to myself mm-hmm. plus others so that whenever i read them came by we were ready for them so you were actually the last person to voice on the pepper seed at that time there nah man 
when Buju was one of the last person, the last set of person, you know, because the young youth, them, them time there, we have Frisco kid, them, we have got hard. You know what I say? When Buju come back, Buju have a whole heap of paper, Buju have a crush up on that show, you know, he comes to the whole in general, they roll out. <laughs> you know what I say? Mm -hmm. brother. We got Gargamel, you know? Yeah, but Gargamel was one of the last set of person, if not the last person for us on that rhythm. I would like to be young, you know? Oh, no man, I look about me not in the race. No, 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 and the crazier thing about it, as simple as it seems, I didn't know that those songs were voiced at Penthouse. Yeah, man, right in a Penthouse. Hey, trust me, it's a Penthouse. Penthouse is a gold mine, and Penthouse is a, is a place where I don't know no song with voice in Penthouse without it. Crazy. I not a popular song. Mm -hmm. I remember Penthouse go far way back, you know. You know, from Berry's them. Now, before they remember Pento started out be a vocalist, Garnet Silk them, mm -hmm. well, name them, Master Griffiths. It's just after Bujo Banton, he started the collaboration because, you know, at the time, they have to hide and vice Bujo too. You know what I'm saying? So, you have to give respect to your Jewish, Dave Kelly. Yeah, man. You can go add them to them. Mm -hmm. And he so, set okay. a standard. He set a standard because if you have a vice with Dave Kelly, you know you can't joke and you have to ready. And that's our artist supposed to be. And at this time here, this wasn't the big Dave Kelly as we knew him. Dave was just on the come up. I think Pepper Seed might have been the rhythm to actually bust Madhouse, if I'm right. The Pepper Seed bust Madhouse on the global scene. Mm -hmm. But remember, said Dave, a vice, Bojapan. Y'all say you're about to ride a murder. Was, when the world knew Dave, Dave was ready for the world. They just know him, but he was doing a lot of work in Penthouse. Mm -hmm. You know what I say? Especially on the dance hall side. Because Penthouse never got dance hall. And Dave them was the one who brought dance hall to Penthouse. Uh, Penthouse, a vocalist, if you check it from them time. Donovan German, be a vocalist. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. But, yeah, man. So, Dave so wasn't. With that. Dave yeah. wasn't a prince mm -hmm. at that time when, when Pepper Seed come out. It was full-fledged going hard, man. You know, but Pepper Seed, Rhythm, give the thing a different level. And it started taking on to different nations. Mm -hmm. You know, the Japanese are taking on to it. The Europeans taking on to it. The, the uh, Afro-Americans them in a them club, putting Pepper Seed Rhythm in a them dancer slot. Mm -hmm. You know, that was a significant change for dancehall. You know what I mean? I said it started reaching no Granny. You know, England, you know, and Caribbean people start taking it on because, you know, say, a freedom music too. Mm -hmm. You know, so the people them start run with this particular rhythm, just like how they ran with Slim Thing, Stagalock back in the 80s, you know. Yeah, man, and this rhythm clear a lot of way for a lot of rhythm coming up to out of it, you know what I say? A lot of rhythm coming out of Jamaica too, in other era they are dancing. That's why retro, when them say retro, yeah, man, the 90s them stand up. <laughs> because you have to be true to the game you had to be true and in that time the most not more artists are boss because most of us was started out in crews main street crew pentos crew shocking vibes crew you know, that was more artists more economics to the business you know what i say? but it's different now one artist boss and him want 40 person for what behind him you know what i'm saying 
38 of them don't make no sense. <laughs> you know, you want an entourage. Come on, man. You know, bust some other youth like how you bust. You know, bust even 20 of them, you know. <laughs> you understand. With even uh, Wifey on the Pepper Seed now, how come that song wasn't you and Beko Bailey? All right, Beko Bailey was there. Mm-hmm. You know what I say? But as I say, you know, I write a lot of singer songs and I write a lot of comedy songs. Mm-hmm. But Beaky Bailey wasn't ready for that rhythm at that time because he had the opportunity just like me. So, yo, yo you have a song for the rhythm? No, I'm not ready yet. You ready? Yes, me ready. Mm-hmm. Can be always a practice. Mm-hmm. You know what I say? And the king, Bob Marley, I watch him interviews, you know, and I watch him a lot. Mm-hmm. He said, The rehearsal is the show before the show. So I make sure say, I rehearse hard, so I ready. Up till now, I still rehearse. Mm-hmm. You know what I say? You understand. So then yes, now, sir. when this Pepper Seed Rhythm came out, you have this big monster song on it. Are you and Biko Bailey still doing shows as a duo, or now you're basically your own artist at this time here now? All right. When that song came out, a year before that, goes on, this is the part I want to tell you about. A year before the Pepper Seed came out, right? Mm-hmm. Because we were we was doing so much, the, the, the levels of stage show we started doing start to rise. Ghost and Culture was signed by Spectrum Records, that is specialists, Clifton specialists who signed Cabras, um, Shaba, Patra, all of them was in the same camp. Richard Stevens, you know what I say? And and then now Ghost and Culture brought us to to that camp, Bob Zagrange and specialists, Spectrum Records, and there was Ghost was like, yo. More want to see my bridge in them perform because, yo, them money on the ramp. They, they, they put us on a show and we open the show and we end up close the show as well. And from that day, there was like, yo, looks wrong some Beaker Bailey. And, mm-hmm. and when we, we signed a managerial contract, it was a recording contract. All they did was manage us, put, put us on shows. But the type of shows they were putting us on, they were mm-hmm. inside, out national shows in Jamaica and they signed Bounty Kill at the same time. So while they signed Bounty Killer, we were we were like on the road for a year. Sun Splash, Some Face, you know, the biggest shows I mean at Jamaica, right with a reggae bash. You know me, I say all of them shows, all schools, jams, them big significant shows, you know me, Portland Splash, all of them shows, and we, we get prime time because we had to open for Bounty Killer. Okay, so, we so you were time. you were bounty, you and Biko was basically Bounty Killer's opening act at that time. There, yes, at that time. Yes, at that time. Mm-hmm. So when the Pepper Seed song came out now, we had good management. Luckily for us, we was working. Mm-hmm. You know, so management, management did love that. You know, say, yo, them artists got to do something wrong, so on it runway. Mm-hmm. So, Farin, here comes overseas for Dukes the Ranks because my song is at in New York. My song is at everywhere. We just say, yo, listen, we have to start a uh, America, mm-hmm. you know, and Yap, Yap was Yap from Soundwave. He was keeping that show in Bicentennial Park in in Miami, which was the first time Bounty Killer and 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 Beanie Man supposed to clash. So it was like fifty thousand people in the park. That was our first time in America, Virgin. And my song was one of the biggest song at the time. So imagine mm-hmm. when when I went on stage, you know, when I was called on stage, that's my first time stepping out of out of Jamaica, 
in a in a in a anywhere overseas. But our name called us uh, on stage looks wrong and Beacon Bailey. That was prime time of the show, 50,000 people. You could hear a pin drop. Nobody knows us. Mm-hmm. But when we come out, I say, people, you know how long me I wait for come here. Rough cut, run me with him, yeah, man. A rough cut that start playing the paper seeds. I'm start enjoy the song. Why fiat again? Meet us go. By the time I said, why if he come out and push to the boat, there was like, oh, nobody was on the ground, man. 50,000 people had jump up over this. I can't hear myself. I was like, mm-hmm. pool. And from this, sir, a history. Mm-hmm. We unshabber them up on the road. We uncover them up on the road. Patch them on the road. You know what I'm saying? Because it was a powerful movement and hard work we were put in on this whole well, this, 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 all these rehearsals every day, it paid off because very important people in the music business saw us and decided, say, yo, we'll give them you to a break. And, and my personality too, because here when I'm inside you to many manners and respect, I'm sure people manners and respect, I'm going to come and grow with manners and respect for parents and elders. You know, so that was a big part of me learning a lot of things in the music business by enough people. Mm-hmm. You know, enough people take them time out to, to teach me a lot of stuff. You know? Mm. So so at this time here friend. now, at it, this it time when you're friend. hanging out with when you're hanging out with the, the specialist crew, which is Shaba, Lady Patra, yeah. uh Cabra, Richie Steven, uh, were they signed at this time here yet, or they were just about to get signed when you guys were all No, they were out? signed. They were signed to Spec Shang Records and signed as to do Album for Epic. Shaba was signed to Epic. Pacha was signed to Epic. Um, Richie Steve was signed to Motown. Cabra was signed to Columbia Records. You know, all of them were selling gold. Shaba was winning Grammy. You know what I say? All of them, all of this, you know, one one entity at all. So, so then now, when you're touring with Shaba and all of them, they're they're signed already at this time here, and you're still the opening acts while they're signed. Yeah, we are opening acts for for the for for them through because of um Spectrum Records, you know. But Shaba going on the road because he was promoting promoting the album coming out for 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 for, for Epic. Mm-hmm. So it was one tour. It was one on the road, and whenever whenever Bounty Killer branch off, that's when we branch off because we were the real opening act for Bounty Killer because Babsy Babsy Greens make sure that. You know me, I say, say Yo, you're gonna open for Bounty Killer. And you know, I was like, yeah, cause Rodney, I was bridging them long time. From them, I wear cut off pants, foot cut off foot pants and Clark's booty with no lace. You know me, I say, <laughs> I was bridging that. You know me, I say, so it was a joy, it was a pleasure. You know, for see this machine turning at this big giant, and we get for come par with him, see him way up on the road. Yeah, man, it, that 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 was a pleasure for me. You know? All right. Tell me three of your most memorable shows when you were on the road with them. Yo, but now I lie. You see, Sting and Reggae Sound Splash. Mm-hmm. Yo. There were, there were a couple of them, more than three, where, where, where the magnitude was great because, you see, when Sting and Reggae Sound Splash came to Portmore, it was like 80,000 people, and the year after that, we tapped 100,000 people. Mm. So both of them here, we work. 
the first the first year when we worked sting we didn't have a hit song it was mm -hmm. just an act it tear the place down now this year we come out 94 with with big monster hit song and more experience you know me i say we 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 and bkb rock the whole entire house because and it was our hometown you know me i say so those two shows in portmore very memorable and the next show where IRFM used to keep a show they call White River Reggae Bash. Trust me. All right. So you told me about Sumfest and you told me about Sting when it came to stage show memories. How about some dates when you and Bounty Killer was actually in the States or wherever else you guys went? Some big memories. All right. Florida. Mm -hmm. Twice. Over 50,000 people come out twice by Centennial Park mm -hmm. and and CB Smith Park. Mm -hmm. I think named Unity Concert, Shabba Bounty Killer. All of us was there. Bronx, the first time I went to New York, Bronx. You know me, I said, mm -hmm. We are Bounty Killer, same way, ghost and culture on the road. Now, LA, you know that big stadium there down in LA. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Eddie Murphy, that's where I met Eddie Murphy. See him tried with Bounty Killer. Hmm. You know me, I say some 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 places over above some look and cranny brother. You know me, I say and a lot of places in Jamaica too. Just name them. You know, from Trilani, St. James. You know me, I say, yeah, awesome power, brother. You know me, I say. Uh, how long were you guys on the road together? How long were you guys on the road together for? Well, back and forth on the road like for, for close to a year. Close to a year. Close to a year. You know what I mean? I say, yeah, when if 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 killer is not overseas and he's in Jamaica, mm -hmm. it's either we opening shows for him same way or we we they used to send us down by the hotels then to mm -hmm. perform in the all inclusive hotel. So we we were like in Jamaica performing for foreigners, same way. You know what I mean? I say it was it was you know the energy there. Nice. <laughs> I feel like the overseas still a performing of it, but at the same time, it's a wide diverse of people. You know, global people from all walks of life, all tribe. You know, you still have to entertain. You know, you know. So Jamaica ambassador work, where entertainment is concerned. Trust me, enough road with the brother. There were time gone by when if we get booking for a dance in Jamaica. And you will have like six or seven cars of us moving in a, like a little fleet, a little entourage, you know, four-way flash of hazard flashing and everything. And when we go to our designated dance and we finish, when we're driving back home in the morning, any dance we see on the, on, on the road, we will stop. Six, seven, eight, nine cars full of entertainers and run out on the dance. And hold the man can mash up the place and drive out. People never did expect all that. But the drive, we have for the music and for the people that might support the music that's how we used to do it you know and it was crew crew of us you know me i say trust me if you see 40 people walking at that time 36 of them have something to do with music <laughs> <laughs> and what year are we talking about because you said it was almost a year what year were you guys doing on the road with bounty yeah uh, we Kilo was on the road from 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 94. Most of 94. Most of 94. Mm -hmm. Yeah, most 1994. Yeah, 
Jamaica, outside Jamaica and back. Okay. You know? And at this time here, you still have Pepper Seed just came out. You yeah, have man, the big Pepper song. Just, just arrived up in, in Pepper just right up in at that time. Mm-hmm. So you guys you know are me I mean, I tell you, yo, the, that's why I'm saying the spot that we earned at that time before, that means uh, if there were six artists on the show and Bounty Killer would be the, 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 the closing act, mm-hmm. we would perform right before Bounty Killer. Hmm. So that space earned us a lot of spotlight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And to us, that's what we needed. It wasn't like, yo, you get a spotlight like that and you worry about it. No, that's what we needed. That's what we worked so hard and practiced for. And, and the killer loved that. Because when to all we deal in the place, when killer come out and said, no, no mercy. Yeah, man, Shabba, the same thing. Anybody who up no sure for, you know? I mean, I say, being the man, being the man, I was virgin for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I say, being the man got so big, we open shows where being the man was on it to us, you know? So, as I say, before I got my first hit record, I did all major shows in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Twice. Crazy. So, all okay. major shows you can think about in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. You guys are doing your thing now. Okay, so you say it was just about a year or so you're on the road with Bounty. Why did you guys stop going on the road with Killer at that time there? Yeah, it was a, a, a managerial contract, you know, and the company, I don't know what happened, but you know, there was a lot of fallout. Mm-hmm. You know what I said? There was a lot of fallout. I didn't really question what happened, but there was a fallout within within management and many of the artists in the company, and you know. Mm-hmm. Everything start lag and draw food. Specialists went back to America. You know, I say you don't know antibiotics or thing. You know, I don't know what the fallout was about, but you know, we just continue to do our thing. You know, I say started recording a lot of songs, a shocking vibes. You know, because we, we and Kirk and being a man and uh, I've been virgin for a long time. Even little Lenny, uh, little Lenny and I went to same school. Mm-hmm. You know, I say Wayne Rankin, who, who used to DJ with 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 with, with Louis Culture early back in the days. They were my friends too. So, you know, I say we do a lot of recording for Shocking Vibes from far from vinyl days. You know, we voice other songs to other people, but after a time, I said, you know what? I needed to be like these people that I'm been recording for because I've been around so much of them and I learned so much. People, you know, by Moving around with other artists, I get to know other producers, stealing, creepy, brilliant people. You know me, I say? Um, so much, you know? Mr. Arrows, brilliant man. You know, Bobby Digital, gifted person. You know, Jack Scarpio, Mr. James. You know, Paul General, you know, I saw Tubbies before he died. You know? And Donovan Jeremy and all these people, Stephen Stanley, all these people, Virgin teach me a little piece of something where music and music business is concerned. So I say, you know, you know, me if you have me one label, yeah, man, because I always refer back to when I watch Bob Marley. I said, Bob Marley have him own tough gang, you know? and then so we mm-hmm. do our own thing. You know, so that's how I started Portmore for sure, because you know me as a Portmore man. So I just, you know, by rhyming and rhyming, we've been having this rhyming, Portmore for sure, yo, Portmore for sure, so. But I say, you know what? Let me register it and put out a label. Okay. You know, so and it took what me year, years to build a label. What year did you actually put out this label? Or, you know what? Hold on. Hold that thought right. one second there. Hold that thought. 
with the label now, because remember, at this time, we spoke about you had the big song for Dave Kelly on the Pepper Seed. Do you ever actually record any more music for Dave Kelly? No. No. And and oh. and, and, and and to tell the truth, mm-hmm. okay, when I recorded that song for Dave Kelly, mm-hmm. I wasn't signed to Maddox. Okay. You know what I said? Dave, them had their thing going. Terra Fabulous signed to East West Records. Mm-hmm. You know, tour was coming up. But a lot of politics went down within the music. You know what I say? So, mm-hmm. I, Dave, don't want to be responsible for my song running away as the biggest song on the rhythm. And I am not signed to Maddox. That is just the politics that artists buck up in us sometimes. You see what I say? So years after I learned all of this, you know, all right, put it this way. Him not about me for nobody because I was already signed to Spectrum Records. Mm-hmm. But the politics was a man never take time to see what kind of contract I signed was a managerial contract, it was a recording contract. Mm-hmm. You know what I say? So the politics within the music business got to the creative part and start acting wild. But the company itself, the overall Madhouse company, had sent me other rhythms while I was in New York doing the shows. They sent me other rhythms mm-hmm. on that that Dave Kelly had made and said they needed me on the rhythm as well. Because he's with this decision not to put me on any more production. It was a decision of everybody in the company. As if you notice, I'm going to say this for the first time. Mm-hmm. If you notice, you see that voice? Yeah, yeah. That's my voice. They've never voiced me back on any rhythm. I don't know what him tell the people, if him can't find me or whatever, but I went to the studio with Fabulous again to record and a heartbeat rhythm. I've written songs for them. You know what I mean? And he said, tell Fabulous, and now voice me again. But I learned later on about why the politics of the music happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's not like I didn't want to record or I didn't just record and the producer never want to record. You know? And, and, and I don't know what him tell the other people, but why would they send the rhythm to me if they didn't want me back on the production? Mm-hmm. You know? So he being responsible for production... Him just advise me, man. So him just avoid me, how it does avoid him. And I'm too big, man. You know what I say? So I just saw it go, brother. You know? And and me just start it out there right now for just clear the ear. Because this is a question where everybody asks me, I'm telling them, yeah, my voice for other people, of course. Mm-hmm. You know what I say? My voice for other major people, too. A lot of work for Shaq advice. That's what I say. Arrows. Mm-hmm. You know what I say? Me, I did work for, for Steely and Cleavy. I did work for Technics Leo. You know, so them people are reputable people as well. For sure. It was just, it's just your, that song, the Dave Kelly Pepper Seed, that right there was such a monster hit that that's where everybody would remember the Dugsy ranks from that situation right there. So it's, it was always strange to me, or again, it might be something that I didn't know why you never recorded again, or we didn't see anything else from you on that label. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichunt.com.